My Get Up and Go on SAFM. Influential people doing well in their respective fields. Asfafa, good morning this morning. Morning, morning, Abut Mantra and the listeners of SAFM. How are you? I am so... I, the last time I woke up this early is when I was still working in the news room. It's so difficult. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> It's so difficult now. Are you saying things got better since then? Yes, I I, I can't lie. They got better because now I can manage my schedule. I can wake up at time and do my errands. Like, um, you know, the newsroom is all about the deadline and you have to rush. But now things got better, honestly. Yeah, you can wake up Uh at like 9 o'clock and say, hey, it's still too early, my right? (laughs) Let me go back to bed. True. But, but but then for somebody that has experienced this positive change, this this uh-huh. enriching and happy change, what's the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? Because people have got interesting things to do when they wake up in the morning. I know it will sound weird, yeah? yeah. But the journalism is still in my veins. Like I'm still curious. I'm still uh, what happened. So. The first thing that I do early in the morning before my cup of coffee is Twitter. I don't want to lie. That's the first thing before, that I do. Before I take, your cup of what? Before my cup of coffee. Oh, okay. I go straight to Twitter and check what I missed overnight. Like current affairs, locally and internationally. What happens anywhere in the world? Um, what is going on? I just want to update myself. Honestly, it's not even about... Uh, who said what or what said who about their text brackets and yeah. all the ideas. <laughs> it's all about current affairs. Like, as a as a person, I need to know what's happening around the world. You, you seem to have a reputation on Twitter, don't you? <laughs> um, it depends. Social media, it depends how you use it. So it depends what you write. It depends how you respond to people. It it can be bad. It can be good. So, yeah, it depends on how you use it. But looking at your tweets, you... One tongue-in-cheek and also very naughty. You have a way of getting under people's skin. Most of all, one is bound to laugh. Truly speaking, sometimes I troll people just to get a content, just to get a, um, a sense of humor from people and just to get what people are saying about other things. Because on Twitter, we learn and we teach um, different things. So sometimes I troll, and I don't troll anyone, eh? I troll people that I know, people that knows me, people that know that I can play um, sometimes, people that knows that when I'm serious, when I'm talking business, I'm talking serious things, and yeah. So it's not always about, like, I want to get into people's maps, uh, stuff like that. It's all about getting a content. It's, lo- it's all about making people talk about different issues. So, Speaking yeah. of making people talk, I'm thinking the people you know that you troll, when they wake up in the morning, they give each other a call. Did she get you this time? <laughs> I don't know, eh? I don't know, but yeah, some people, they, they do say. I remember on Sunday, a friend of mine, he was working for the newsrooms as well, as well in Limpopo. So he's now he moved now to Northwest. He's, he's reporting in a, in a Sitwana radio station. So he missed my tweet, the, the context of my tweet. And he kept on and on and on on Twitter, and I'm, I keep on on trying to correct him, like, no, man, I'm not saying this, this is what I'm saying. But guy keeps on. And then somebody from Bloomfontein said, yeah, really, Fofo, 
you own this guy. Every Sunday you own this guy. And I'm like, no, I wanted him to understand. And later on, that's when he got my tweet to say, oh, this is what you were saying because of different languages. So it's all about, like I said, like trying to make him understand what I was trying to say, the context of the content. So it's all about it. It's not about I'm trying to, you know, fight people or no, no, no. Really Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what took you into into journalism, Asfaf? Oh my goodness me! I I was a very shy girl at school. You? I don't know, but yes, really, I was a very. Shy. The first time I came out of that box was when I was doing great, great. My goodness me! Then at eight, I don't know what great is that. Oh, <laughs> I think it's great. Great ten, yeah. Gee. So that's when I came out of the box, and I became because I was a very intelligent young student at, I at, heard, at school. Yes, yes. So um, yeah, when I got to tertiary, I mean, I could see that you no know, nothing. I wanted to be a social worker, but I went straight to business communication because I'm a, a, a very outspoken person. I read. I want to know what's happening around, like I said, around the world. I'm a, I'm a news person, yes. so. Yeah, so my dad as well pushed me for communication because he could see that um, I, I speak a lot. Also, Sabata Mokai, one of the authors in South Africa. Oh, a friend he, of mine, ask him why he cut yes, his dreadlocks. That's, eh? that's my mentor, the guy who, who pushed me to be um, a journalist today because yeah. he said you'd be good in journalism. So, yeah, I guess it was for the best, eh? And, and that ride... You stayed in the. You still are a journalist, although you've broken out into business now. Yes, I'm still a journalist. I still do some work on the side, um, like documentaries. I still write, but yes, I had to break into PR, which is something that I did not study at all. It's all about my personality. It's all about uh, how do I approach ideas, concepts, and content for people. Wow. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and how's that going? It's going well. About Mandela, like I say, PR is very broad, and it depends on how you approach it. So my company was born in 2015, and so far I'm doing good because also my company is not about... It's a very different PR because I look at what the media is not telling. So I'm giving those people, the individual uh, small businesses, the NPOs that cannot get platform on media to tell their stories. So that's where Jalang Peo Media, which is the name of my company, where it comes and gives these people from rural areas a platform to tell their good stories. Like I say, I know as, as somebody who worked in the newsroom before, you are given a brief. You are given a brief to get an angle on a particular a story. Yes. But with Jalang Peo, I let people to tell their story. So because it's a digital um, a, a media a platform, that's where I tell the stories of people. So... I, I'm giving them a chance to tell the stories because some, maybe someone wants an interview on SAFM, they cannot get through. So I used my tools in my company to tell their stories because now the, everything is changing into technology. So we are moving now into technology. So that's the only platform or the platform that we are following now to tell stories of people or to narrate stories on their behalf. So Great. that's basically what I do. Creating a warm and positive atmosphere among people ensuring yeah. that they feel comfortable enough 
to care free mm. about themselves and to connect mm. with each other on various True. conscious levels. Is that you? True. 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 That's me because um, I traveled the world yes. and I stayed with different cultures. So I learned different cultures outside. So I'm, I'm easy to connect with people. I'm easy to make people to network with each other. Most of the events that I do... Um, it's because I met somebody at a particular event and that somebody comes and helps me. So I connect people through different spaces and different uh, 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 atmospheres so that they can work together. So it's all about let's collaborate, let's work together. But also we have to be careful of those collaborations because um, sometimes they don't work. So before you collaborate as well, you have to see what is it that you lack that somebody has that can connect or marry with what you have and you know, make a positive impact to make a different uh, or a difference in someone's life or in a society or in a particular uh, NPO or a small business. So that's how it works. That's how my PR works. It's, it's not about um, I give you PR and that's it. I follow up as well. Like so far, how is business going? Okay, this is what you need to do. This is as an NPO now, this is how you're supposed to raise your funds. Yeah. This is how you are supposed to approach things. So it's, it's, it's not only about PR, but it's also about teaching people because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a facilitator for YALI as well. YALI is a Young African Leaders Initiative, yes. which is, is, is um, we are shooting in UNISA, the one in Midrange, where young Africans come from the continent and then we come and teach them different skills about community development, about entrepreneurship, about how to work together as Africans in different multicultural areas. So yeah, basically that's what I do. Ah. Now at some point in your life you couldn't put passion and money in the same equation. But <laughs> fast forward to twenty eighteen, you've managed to put them together and it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> It depends. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> On what? In the economical state that we are in right now. <laughs> it depends because also PR is all about money. You yeah. need to have a budget for PR. Yeah. But also listening to somebody from a rural area with a good story, would you say to this person, I need this amount? If it's a good story, it's a story that can change someone's life. So you see, you can say you make money, but at the same time you're looking at um, disadvantaged uh, 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 um, passages where you have to help people at the end of the day. You cannot let that person go because they, don't, they cannot afford your services. They have to tell their story. Yes. Yeah. I suppose uh, you, you, you've got to make those choices. Uh. Yeah, yeah. It's very difficult. You're a spiritual being, aren't you? Highly, very, very spiritual. I am a proudly Methodist. When you Google me, first thing that comes is the Methodist Church of Southern Africa. So, yeah, I am. So on Sundays, you're in uniform. Nobody can touch you. <laughs> and I'm a PK. Yeah? A lot of people don't know that I'm a PK. And yes, I'm a PK. <laughs> so what, I, what is, I what is a PK? As, as for... It's a pastor's kid. A pastor's kid. Uh, yes. You see, we live and learn. <laughs> it's a pastor's kid. That's that's the new fashion name. That's that's called. We used to call each other um, um, reverend's daughters and sons. So yeah, yeah. 
the trending things came now, we are PKs. So, yeah, I, 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 I'm a very active member of the Methodist Church. I worked for them. When I started my journalism, my experiential training, yes. I was writing for Dimensions, a Methodist newspaper. And, yeah, that's, how, that's where I, I started my, my work, to work um, and move to South African Council of Churches. And, yeah, ended up working for the World Council of Churches. And, yeah, I... I, I am. Um, I, I fight for ecumenical issues. And the three ecumenical um, um, activities, you've traveled the world. Uh, Switzerland was a lot of fun for you? Yes, it was a lot of fun, though it was expensive, but I learned a lot. And I went to, when I applied for that internship, I wanted to be a communication intern, but because of the language, they use uh, French is the dominant language that side. Yeah. So I couldn't get in. So they said to me, so for the only thing that we can give you because we want you here, it's evangelism. And I was like, you know what, whatever. <laughs> as long as I'm there. So when I was that side, I managed to, to move to the communication department because that's my passion. I wanted to write. So... I was traveling with the, the, the general secretary of the World Council of Churches wherever he was going. Yes. So, yeah, I, I can say I traveled the world. I traveled the world. So I learned a lot of the cultures and on how do they, they do things. So, yeah, I traveled. I traveled a lot. We're chatting to us for Fola Refolo, the owner and the CEO of Jalapeo Media, Plant the Seed Media currently doing all sorts of things. She's a journalist and, of course, has branched into PR, marketing, training. The list is endless. As for, for, um, l- l- let's go back to school now um, because probably you can help our young people uh, to deal with this problem you dealt with at one point, bullying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because bullying is one of the things that I do. I work with Department of of, of of education in Northwest, yeah. whereby I facilitate bullying uh, with the teachers. I am teaching teachers on how to to spot a child that is bullied and a child that is bullying. So, because I was bullied as well when I was uh, when I was I was I was in primary school, but I was bullied. And remember that time, even our parents they did not. Um, um, notice you just go home and then you do your chores and then you you're just a good child in the house you warm you smooth everything is fine yeah. but going back to school you know that these things affect you so looking at the rate of bullying right now in South Africa it's scary hence I had to do research on different types of bullying on how to spot a child of bullying and also I had to to approach the department to say I can help though you know that in our country things are sometimes are slow so I had to take action as a Jalangpeu um, 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 director to say but what can we do so they do happen yes the workshops but I still don't feel like we're doing enough as a company because Again, we have to wait for the, the, the department to call us to come and do training. And the question is, who, who are we doing training to? To teachers. But also we need parents because parents, they have to spot as well in their homes. Do, so do, bullying do, is becoming, yeah. Do, do you find, you know, talking about parents, do you find parents are actually committed in the development of their children? Because um, every day, young people are fighting, are aggressive, are angry. 
I, I, teachers can't do it alone. I, I, I can agree with you, yes. I, I find parents very relaxed because even my son's school, when, I, when, when we go to meetings, parents are not there. So how would, as a parent, know what is happening about your child in school when you're not in the meetings? Mm. So I feel like parents are giving teachers um, the whole weight of their children. They're not involved. It's only about weekends, but also the question is, do you question your child? Do you sit with your child? Do you look at your child's uh, books to see the performance? Do you go to school and check? Not even about only when the child has done something wrong, but just to go and check with the teacher. How is the child doing? So, yes, they definitely uh, leave everything to the teacher because they think it's the responsibility of the teacher when the child is in the yard or is in the school. Because bullying as well, like I say, it needs everyone. It needs a mother, it needs uh, teachers, it needs the community. It needs also the person or the parents of the child that bullies. Yes. You see, so it's not only one-sided about the child who's bullied, but it's all about every party that is involved in the problem. So, yes. yeah, it, yeah, it's it's worrying right now, eh? It's worrying right now. There's a lot of work we need to do on that score. I'm telling you, because I'm telling we're you. we're going to lose these young people very early. And, uh, yeah, yeah. That's when, that's when many people are scared of getting old because they don't know what's going to happen. And also some people are now getting scared to 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 study education and be teaching. Remember before, people used to take education, like everyone wanted to be a teacher, oh, yes. but now... Yes, now people, they say, no, we can't do this because they're scared of those children. And it's so scary, I understand, because one of the workshops that we did, there was a guy, I think he's in his mid-20s, he's a teacher, and he says to me, look, I'm not even comfortable, and I'm the youngest teacher, these kids have to come to me and, you know, and confide and be my friends, but I'm scared of them, as, a, as young as I am. So you can imagine the situation. You I can imagine. It's scary. I almost went into the profession. That scared me at the time. Oh, so you wanted to be a teacher? At some point, yeah. It, it scared <laughs> me. Just the, exactly like you describing the, the, the teacher in his mid-twenties. Because mm-hmm. it was going to be a case of, uh, you know, teaching people who are almost my age. That can be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. It can be a problem because one day I treated my students, they asked me, how old am I? Did you tell them? <laughs> No, I did not. <laughs> I tweeted, I told my, my, my followers that, yo, uh, because I also uh, lecture media studies, so yeah. they were asking me, but how old are you? So I kept quiet. I said, guess, and they were like, 20, 25. Wow. And I'm like, this wow. kids. You must have been flattered. <laughs> <laughs> I was, but question is, why are they asking? I'm, I'm your teacher, guys. I'm your teacher. You must behave. Yeah. Don't get any <laughs> yeah. ideas now. Exactly. <laughs> well, what what exactly. keeps you motivated, Asfafa? Um, where I come from, I'm from Ito Seng. Um, people call it Moidorbi Kebebe. It's in the northwest. It's it's just close to my sitting in Lechtenberg. During the Bubutas, you have we have we used to have resources. Um, now it's dull. Now it's, it's it's a shame. So there's not even water in Kukash. Uh, when yes. when when you go home, you have to think thrice to say, should I buy water? Will I drink that water? Is that water 
and and clean, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So my my kashi is one of the one of the things that motivates me to say I have to work hard and do something at home. Uh, looking at the situation, it's not even only about water, but a lot of things. Um, unemployment. Um, our, our young people need motivation. Yeah. Our young people need mentors. Um, so yeah, it's 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 my background. It's my my hometown. It's my son. You know that when you wake up in the morning as a parent, you know that I have to push. I have to work hard so that I I you know my background. I don't want I don't want my child to grow up the way I grew up. I want the best education for him. I want uh, to sit down with him and talk life because our parents never gave us that opportunity to talk about anything, to talk about sex, to talk about pregnancy, to talk about depression. It's even worse that one. If you follow Black Twitter and you see how our parents react when we talk about depression. So yes. I, 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 I want to sit down with people and they open up to me. You sure. know, uh, and and see how can we, we, we work on different issues. Big problem, depression there. We need to talk yeah. a lot more. We need to educate quite a lot True. more. And we need to show a lot of empathy as well um, to, to people suffering True. with this condition True. and also learn the telltale signs. I, I just, <laughs> just going back to, how old is your son? My son is turning seven. He's six now. Okay, you still are in a safe space. <laughs> Still lying in the same space because I was just thinking now if you was a teenager and you want to introduce uh, the, the the birds and the bees topic, chances are the, they would retort and say, "What do you want to know?" I'm told that that's what many parents are confronted with. Hence, that the topic never really comes up. Yeah, but like I say, Abu that in everything it depends on how you approach topics. Yes. It's, any situation. So, Absolutely. I don't know now, but I think by then I would know how to, you know, talk about different issues with him. Worst part now is a, it's a, it's a, it's a boy. So, um, you know, if it's a girl, it's easy to say, girl, sit down, let's have a girl's talk. Now, imagine if I have to sit down, we talk um, stuff. How will I approach it? I have to learn. <laughs> yeah, I can yeah, imagine it, it, it would be the same thing for a father raising a girl alone. It would be a similar problem, eh? It, it, I don't know because I did a documentary um, about uh, fathers. And well, it did not, a, it did not, it's still, it's still there. I'm still working on it because I'm not getting that angle that I want about this, this, um, this documentary. Yeah. So most of the fathers that I spoke with or that I interacted with and their daughters, it's all smooth. So interesting. Yeah. It's all smooth. So I'm still looking for that father and the daughter that says, Hey, it's not working. Yeah. Not to say I'm I'm, I'm 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 I want it to be like that, but I just want a different angle to see what are the challenges and how can they work on it. So yeah, it's it's all smooth. Now things are different. Guys that are that are supporting their kids because we different generation right now. Yeah. It becomes simple for them because also co-parenting is there. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, that let's work together on raising the the, the child or our children. Us, us, so, us, yeah. us for for uh, quickly yeah. before we allow you to go and have your coffee. Okay. That uh, the most pakefal. Are, are you still searching for answers? Yes. 
how are you doing on that score? I'm still searching for <laughs> Is it easy for you to get the information you're looking for or it's still No. Tough? It's not easy at all. It's not easy. That's why I keep on emphasizing on the approach. Yes. Yes. To say you can be a tough nut journalist, you can be a tough nut um motivational speaker, you know, you can be a, a good mentor, but if you don't have an approach on a particular um uh, something on, on on what you want to get, yeah. you you'll never win. Things oh. are worse now because social media as well has taken has taken uh, over. I look forward to you revealing that story. As for for time is very friendly. It's not friendly because we are having a good time. But we yes, will have yes. round two and we will check okay. out uh, at for for girl. That's your Twitter handle. Yes. And yes, of course, yes. uh, Jalapeu Media Online. Jalangpeu. Oh, Jalangpeu. Jalangpeu. Yes, let's, let's work together. Jalangpeu. 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 Yes. As for us, Thank you ever so much for joining us. Much appreciated. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a I appreciate. fabulous Tuesday. Thank you so much. Thanks Abit. a lot. That's Thank uh, you, for follow there. Your birthday today, sharing it with uh, George Michael. He would have been 56 today. He passed on at the age of uh, 53. Daniel Malan uh, from South Africa, 69. Craig Johnston, 659. And uh, Dikembo Butombo, 53 years old today. Jazz person, a jazz musician. Uh, Kevishan Naidu is 40 years old today. Happy Sinani, 35. And uh, Bing Bon 32 years old today. Many, many happy returns. Zamat Kribis, Tabalam Papuri. Thank you. Thank you to Sis for Fonda. Thanks to you for tuning in. Um, much appreciated indeed. We'll do it again tomorrow at 5 o'clock on a Tuesday. Hey, Noms. Uh, good morning this morning. 5 o'clock. God bless.